today on The One Upbeat. Revisit the second half of the year's best game music, sort of. This episode will take you from September to November of 2022. You'll hear music from Motoi Sakuraba, Bear McCreary, Go Shina, and more. Thanks for returning to the show. As I mentioned before, the second half of the year just happens to be only September to November. It's funny, as much as we here on the One Upbeat try not to just do an entire best of the year in the last three or four months of the year, you can't fight the release schedule of games. I wanted to evenly distribute the number of games in parts one and two, and as it happens, the second half covers these months only. We skip August, and for all my bragging about not putting out a best of the year show too early, namely December, I had no December games I wanted to share this year. Funny how that works out. Anyway, let's get back to celebrating the best. First on the show this time comes a new game not tied to a previous series, but very obviously inspired by the rebooted Doom series. The game is called Metal Hellsinger. The 2016 Doom and its 2020 sequel, Doom Eternal, were praised not only for its gameplay, pacing, art, and intensity, but for its metal music by composer Mick Gordon. People loved the music, and I did too. The Outsiders, who are the developers of Metal Hellsinger, married the music even closer to the shooting gameplay of their game. In Metal Hellsinger, when you shoot the enemies to the rhythm of the music, it does additional damage, and as the combos increase, the music picks up in its intensity. Just to sweeten the deal, the final boss music was performed by System of a Down's Surge Tankian.
The other September game on the list for 2022 was the latest entry in the Valkyrie Profile series. Square Enix had a hell of a year. They notably sold off almost all of their Western developers and at the same time put out a new game or a remake of almost every one of their old series, reviving long dormant series and some new ideas like the Diofield Chronicle. Valkyrie Elysium was that series' contribution to this year. Music for the game was composed by Motoi Sakuraba, the hardest working man in game music. Sakuraba wrote the music to every previous Valkyrie profile game as well. Why do I call him the hardest working man in game music? Well, you'll find out in a second. He wrote the entire 4 hours and 44 minutes of music for the game himself, spread over a 5-disc original soundtrack. The first of four scores from October 2022 is a much lesser known game than most on the list. It's a PC-only game called Potionomics. In Potionomics, 
You're a witch who runs a failing potion shop, and you have to turn things around. Sell some potions and get the store back into the black. Composer Greg Nicolette wrote a beautiful and inspiring score for the game, with lots of great solo musicians on strings and woodwinds. There's also an appearance by the Budapest Scoring Orchestra. I feel like every year we get at least one of these scores on the show that just comes out of nowhere from a smaller game, but with the ambition, skill, and production value of a AAA game.
2022's A Plague Tale Requiem is the follow-up to 2019's A Plague Tale Innocence. The game is a cinematic action-adventure game, very high production values, and gives us the second appearance on the show of the great Olivier de Riviere. You already know how good he is at this. Plague Tale, I'd say, is probably a more traditional score than Dying Light 2 was before, and shows that when de Riviere lays in, he's just as strong as he is when he's giving us something fresh and new. The arrangements of the choral pieces are just out of this world.
speaking of composers making an appearance on the list twice, we see the return of Motoi Sakuraba with Star Ocean, The Divine Force. This is also another case of Square Enix tossing out as many of their classic franchises as possible in 2022. This is a great mix of Sakuraba's more orchestral music and then his wild rock style for battle themes. It's also his second five-disc album of the year. Between this and Valkyrie Elysium, you're looking at more than nine hours of new Sakuraba music. This is in addition to his work on 2021's Tales of Arise, which had the original soundtrack album come out in 2022. That one was seven discs with six hours and 40 minutes of music on it. So if you include all three, even though Tales is a 2021 game, you're looking at 17 CDs worth of music released by one composer in 2022. That's just under 16 hours of music from one man. Now you see what I mean by Sakuraba being the hardest working man in game music?
It's been a long time coming, but on October 28, 2022, the third game in the Bayonetta series released. The game was originally announced at the end of 2017, and finally, it reemerged after almost five years, and we were visited by everyone's favorite witch just in time for Halloween. Outside of the very lengthy score, which is great in its own right, the most fun musical aspect of the Bayonetta games is discovering which classic song will get a Bayonetta-style remix. The original game's song was Fly Me to the Moon, Bayonetta 2's was Moon River, and this time, for Bayonetta 3, it's Moonlight Serenade. Notice a pattern?
The first of three games from November 2022 is the continuing saga of Square Enix flooding the market game after game all year. This time, instead of the revival of a long-lost series, it's an original game called Harvestella. The game is a fusion of a farming game and a save-the-world-style RPG. The music was composed by Go Shina. Shina was a composer for Namco for many years, working on series like the Tales series, Tekken, and Ace Combat. In 2017, he became a freelance composer, which led him to work on Harvestella. The game's music is beautifully orchestral in that very pretty JRPG style. It's still early in the game's lifespan, but the music seems to be a hit, even gaining the attention of a lot more music lovers that aren't usually aware of Japanese game music than I would have expected.
sonic cycle took everyone for a spin again in 2022. If you're not familiar with the sonic cycle, it describes the range of emotions that Sonic the Hedgehog fans go through from the announcement of a new Sonic game, early footage and previews, reviews, and finally release. This year's Sonic game is a game that's very obviously heavily inspired by The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, both in musical style and visuals. It's a fully open world Sonic game, and it actually had a fairly positive reception. The game's score, the biggest one in Sonic history, is led by Sonic veteran Tomoya Otani. Otani has written at least a little bit of music for most of the 3D Sonic games. This one has a very wide range of genres attached to it. Everything from fairly typical film-style music for the cutscenes, quite a few rock songs to accompany the boss battles, high-energy electronic music, and of course, delicate piano music to emulate that Breath of the Wild style. All have memorable moments, but there's nothing in this game like when you're about to face off against the boss a hundred times your size and a song like this kicks in.
it's fitting that we end this segment of the show on such a special score. Remember earlier when I talked about how there are times when you hear about a sequel coming out, and as soon as you know the previous game's composer is back for more, you know it's a good score? Well, when God of War Ragnarok was announced and composer Bear McCreary confirmed he will be returning for more music, I knew the score would end up in this show. I've made no secret of the fact that I think McCreary is probably a top five composer working today across all mediums. He's very versatile as well, but the way he lays in with the orchestra with his two God of War scores is unparalleled in games. What a way to end this segment.
We're going to take one more break here. When we return, we're going to go more in-depth and celebrate the top three best game scores of 2022. The music in the next part is fantastic, so don't miss it. I can't wait to share those games with you, and I hope you'll join me again next time on The One Upbeat. Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>